This is Mark Westerberg with Episode 3 of School Improvement. Today's policy is going to be about common classroom expectations, how to put them together and how to distribute them so you can help create that culture of learning and respect. I appreciate you folks listening in and following me. Please share this with others. The intent is to keep these short so they can be used in meetings and with other people and to maintain interest. You can't maintain interest on an hour-long school policy. I've been to a lot of board meetings where obviously that doesn't work. So thanks a lot, and let's get started with common classroom expectations. Common classroom expectations. What are they for? How do you put them together? And why are they important? Well, let's start with why are they important. They're really important because every teacher needs to have a base set of behavioral expectations. If everybody in the staff gets together and agrees on a set of expectations and you post them in every room and put the principal's name at the bottom, the expectation is is that everybody follows those. It works for the principal because those are his expectations for the staff, as well as it works for the kids, because there's consistency from room to room. In my current district, the principal put groups of teachers together to address policies. One group had this common set of classroom expectations. And they talked about it. They wordsmithed it a little bit. They came up with something they could all live with. They voted and by the way, not unanimously voted that they would use those. Some folks wanted a little looser, some folks wanted a little tighter, but they came up with a common set of expectations that everybody uses and is posted in every room with the principal's name on it. It's really important when you have a sub, they know the common set of expectations. It's important as a building administrator If I go past a student sitting in a classroom drinking a pop with a baseball hat on, I'm not addressing the student. I'm addressing the teacher afterwards to say, hey, we agreed to these expectations. You need to step up to the plate. It works even better when their colleagues tell them that because they see them walking out of their room or coming into their room from the other teacher's room with a hat on and eating food and so forth. Common expectations help establish the culture of learning and respect that you need to function as a building. So the common expectations, a group puts them together, everybody looks at them, you vote on them, you post them, you put them in every room, regardless of what classroom it is, they're in every room with the principal's name at the bottom, The young teachers who struggle with setting parameters can just say, hey, if you don't like these rules, you need to take it up with the principal because this is what everybody does. The teachers like these kind of policies because they do help with setting the tone without having to do, you can't do this, you can't do that. So let me just give you some examples. We have a policy about common expectations and it starts with the word arrival and it has you will be in the doorway when the bell stops ringing. I'll get into tardies later but tardiness 
really comes down to the teacher setting a definition of what tardy means because there's all kinds of definitions. Some folks don't care about tardies. Some folks think they need to be sitting in the bell, started on bell work, in their seat. Other people see them coming down the hallway and don't count it. It's pretty simple the way we have it. When the bell stops ringing, you must be inside the doorway. Therefore, the door can be closed. Anybody who opens the door is then tardy. We have bring materials to class. Backpacks, hats, and all those things need to be stored in their locker. In technology, bring your Chromebook. Make sure it's charged. You only use your Chromebook when you're directed by the teacher to do so. Leaving the classroom. Hallway pass. You have to have a hallway pass. And the teacher has the expectation, says right on here, one student out of the classroom at a time. Locker rooms are off limits during the school day. They have a section on profanity, and it just says profanity is not acceptable in the classroom. For example, the F word is an automatic detention. In cell phones, cell phones need to be silenced and not used in class unless directed by the teacher to do so. Dress. Hats need to be in the locker, hoods are down, and refer to the student handbook for the rest of it. There's no food and drink in the classrooms. There's no glass bottles allowed in the classroom. And the principal's name at the bottom with the date. That's a really simplistic set of classroom expectations, but it helps set the tone the first day of school. We do allow some students to bring in water bottles to class, but they have to be plastic, and if they're problematic, they can't bring them in anymore. This is not the end-all and be-all of rules. Obviously, this doesn't deal with safety in the classroom in a welding class or having to do certain things in a science class, wearing, wearing glasses, those kind of things. But this is the baseline expectation. Everybody needs to abide by these set of guidelines, without exception. And young teachers need to sometimes be reinforced to say, no, you need to say no. But common classroom expectations do a really good job of help setting that tone of learning environment and respect for one another. The other place that things like this work well is to have a common classroom procedure for how to deal with late homework. Late homework is a problem. Some teachers allow it to happen. They just turn it in whenever and still get credit. Some teachers use a policy, which I kind of like, that no late work will be accepted after the test it's associated with is given. And if it is accepted, it's penalized percentagely by being late. Some folks have a policy no late work at all. I'm not really a huge fan of that because if the work was valuable and important and helped reinforce learning, you want them to turn it in. But as a staff, you need to come together, make a policy that makes sense for that everybody can live with. A common set of classroom expectations is really important. A common set of how do we deal 
with late homework makes sense also. The other place where commonality works and the teachers need to come together is commonality on a grading scale, the percentages on a grading scale. The other area we use commonality in is setting the guidelines for athletic and extracurricular activities. Another perfect place where you come together as a group and everybody votes on it. And we're majority rule on the vote. So common set of classroom expectations are a really important thing. Obviously, if you go to trimesters.org, you can see it on my website. There's some examples of it. And I just want to thank folks for following along. The intent is to make these short so you can have good conversations. I have probably 30 more of these that I want to put out there at some point. If you have ideas or suggestions, please email me. It's on my website. But common classroom expectations, a must-do. It's not too late. You can do this at any point at a faculty meeting during the year to bring everybody back to the same page. Every year, you should look at these common policies, classroom expectations, homework, grading, athletic eligibility. You should review them and make sure they say what you want them to say. Make adjustments, reprint the poster, and put it in the room. Along with these policies, it's really important that teachers and principals follow them and hold people to those expectations. Because it's good for the kids, it's good for the staff. When you have subs in the room, everybody knows the rules. So this is a really important thing. It seems like a small thing, but these are high school kids. They don't need to sit down and develop the classroom rules. They know how to behave in a classroom. They're supposed to already know that. This is about what you can accept and not accept. The first three days of school, secondary kids are trying to figure out what you can live with. If you have a common set of expectations, it's already out there. You don't need to go through that nonsense. And again, this isn't the end of what a teacher can expect in their room. Based on what they do and how they operate their class, they may have more things. But this is the baseline expectation for everybody, every day. It helps build the culture of learning and respect. And that's what makes schools productive. Thanks for listening to Episode 3. And let me know if you have any ideas or suggestions for topics you want me to address or items you want to add to what I talked about. But... Please share this with others, and thanks for following me.